Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Jay Stevens Podcast, part of the Off the Ball Network. This is episode 226, dedicated to a team who, on October 11th, 1925, played their very first National Football League game, the New York Giants. And as always, thank you for listening and downloading another episode of the podcast. On today's episode, we'll talk a little bit about the NBA, Kyrie Irving, and COVID, as well as the possibility of Ben Simmons reporting and returning to the Philadelphia 76ers. But first, every now and then, a college football Saturday delivers in a very big way, and in a way that only a college football Saturday can. And just a couple days ago, the most recent college football Saturday that we experienced delivered in one of those memorable, oh-so-magnificent ways. College football weekend Saturdays, whatever you want to describe what we experience once a week on a Saturday, it's amazing, man. I mean, I've been pulled towards this sport since I was a youngster. I mean, seeing the Miami Hurricanes and what they did, seeing the Ohio State Buckeyes and what they did, seeing the Nebraska Cornhuskers and what they did in the early 2000s, I was pulled to this sport at a very young age. At the same time, every now and then you get one of those weekends that's wild. That's crazy. Sometimes you just may, it, it may, you may just look at a college football Saturday and that day simply says, hey, you're going to remember this, this experience, these moments for a very long time. The 12 noon window slate of games was amazing. You had a lot of big games there, a lot of fun games to watch. In Red River, I was all locked in. I'm watching the Ohio State game on my, on my TV. I have Red River, Texas, and Oklahoma on my laptop. So as I'm watching the Ohio State blowout, a 66-17 to blowout of the Maryland Terrapins, I look down, beginning of the game, around 12-12-15, first play from scrimmage, Casey Thompson to Xavier Worthy, 75 yards to the house. Xavier Worthy hit another gear, and I think, oh, wow, I know it's first play touchdown, but if this is any indication about what's to come, Texas gets that gold hat. However, Texas got up big, Texas had a lead at halftime. Before halftime, Spencer Rattler gets pulled once again. And then what do we see then? The same man that Oklahoma fans were cheering to replace Spencer Rattler recently in a previous game ends up coming in in Caleb Williams in the second quarter. And let me tell you, Oklahoma looked like a different team. From the halftime deficit to the very last touchdown of that game, Kennedy Brooks ran that bad boy in on the right, on the left, well, offense is left, top of your screen watching the game. Surely seemed like the Texas Longhorns linebackers and defense didn't know how to tackle because Kennedy Brooks went all the way to pay dirt. And Red River delivers in such a big way you can't really think about and describe it, very hard to describe it, in our own words. 55-48, Oklahoma wins the largest rally in Red River history. Then you have the Penn State Iowa game, and it sure looks like Penn State is going to win this one. I believe they were up 20-3 to when Sean Clifford goes down, and then all of a sudden Sean Clifford goes down. Looks like he has rib injuries. That's what it looks like. I haven't got definitive on that, so don't take that and take, take that check to the bank and cash it just yet. But Penn State's up, and then all of a sudden Sean Clifford goes down. Iowa, that defense does what they do. Ultimately, You get that touchdown at the end of the game, and oh my goodness, that touchdown, that play, that pass, that dive to the end zone over the pylon was wild, and the Iowa Hawkeye faithful stormed the field 
as the Hawkeyes beat the Penn State Nittany Lions. I don't care if it's a three number three beating a number four team. This rarely happens in Iowa, and those fans definitely loved and enjoyed celebrating that game. We also had Ole Miss beating Arkansas 52-51 in a straight shootout. Michigan and Notre Dame won on late field goals, but in the nightcap, the one team everybody in college football loves to see lose lost. For the very first time, a Nick Saban, a, a coach that used to coach under Nick Saban, beat Nick Saban when they were going up to against, against each other in a head coach versus head coach matchup. Jimbo Fisher called this in the offseason. Nick Saban heard what Jimbo said about beating Alabama this year. Saban said, what, in golf? No, Nick. He meant in football. That's exactly what happened over the weekend. The Aggies of Texas A&M beat the Crimson Tide of Alabama and college football fans everywhere rejoiced because, man, we love watching the Alabama Crimson Tide lose. Let's go ahead and take a trip to Brooklyn because this scenario with Kyrie Irving is a little bit more interesting than I think any of us ever thought it would be. Normally, this time of year, my excitement and my attention is all towards football, from things that are going on on Saturdays to things that are happening on Sunday afternoons, even to the Monday night football that is going on right now as I record this podcast. Football is king, and football will always be the number one sport in America. But for some reason, my excitement for basketball, NBA basketball to be specific, is high. It's not normal, but it's higher than normal. Is it because we're coming off of an abnormal end to the bubble playoffs and the bubble re resuming of the 2019-2020 season? Was it because of the abnormal way last year was played with not many fans in the arenas? Or is it just because it's basketball? There are so many factors that go into the 2019-2020 season, the 2020-2021 season, and the 2021-2022 seasons. The one we're about to start right now. Basketball to me, I'm excited. Don't really have a favorite player in basketball right now, which is rare. I mean, ever since Kobe retired, I haven't had a favorite player in basketball, even for like the NFL. I don't have a favorite player just yet, which is very, very weird. The two professional sports that I watch the most, I don't have a favorite player, but I think it's probably best for me and my position to be as neutral as possible. And so going into this season, you have the 40 and over league or team that is the Los Angeles Lakers. You have the Warriors that will have Klay Thompson back at some point throughout this season. You have the Bucks and Giannis. Are they going to go back to back? The Suns, what's going to happen there? Miami Heat, they should be decent once again. I mean, there's so many storylines, so many things. The Denver Nuggets, is this a year where they stay healthy and ultimately go to the promised land? So many things out there. My eyes are on Luka Doncic, and I'm going to be watching him. Does he get the MVP this season? It's possible, but I'm waiting to see if it happens. These are all things that I am watching. And the last thing your boy wanted to do was to talk about Kyrie Irving and any of his shenanigans. Now, the, the, shenan the shenanigans right now that he is going through or that may be described as shenanigans, they're not as wild as Kyrie Irving saying, hey, the earth is flat. He has made a personal decision. A decision that he has decided to make for himself and what he wants to put in his body. Now, some of you may disagree with the decision. Some of you may not agree with the decision. But it's a decision that he has made for himself. And I 
just really liked it. He has kept the accountability and really just stuck to what he believes in and says, this is what I believe. I'm going to move forward with this decision. What decision is that? Or is it a decision that we know for sure he has made? Nobody knows because he's made his thoughts and opinions about, well, not so much opinions, his decision about to get the vaccine or not get the vaccine kind of quiet, but we all have our suspicions and beliefs that Kyrie Irving is not vaccinated. The New York City vaccine mandate requires professional athletes playing in public arenas to be vaccinated against COVID-19, and Kyrie Irving's vaccination status still remains unclear. So with that in mind and keeping in fact the mandate that New York City has put in place for the public arenas that are going on in that area for professional athletes, you might wonder and say, hold on. So let's think about this. Let's go big picture now. Season has not started. There are 82 games in a basketball season. Half of them are at home. The other half are away. So you have 41 games in Brooklyn that have to fall under this vaccine mandate for the Brooklyn Nets players. Then you have 41 games that are outside of that. However, you have four more games. I don't know why anybody's not mentioning this. There are four more games inside in New York. New York itself at Madison Square Garden. That Well, excuse me, no, two more games, not four, because they'll, the, they'll play the Knicks twice. So there's two more games. There's two home games against the Knicks. There's two away games that, that they'll play against the Knicks that'll have, to be, that'll have to fall under this vaccine mandate. The next thing you'd know when you think about that, that's 43 games out of a possible 82 games that Kyrie Irving, as it stands right now, will be unavailable to play for the Brooklyn Nets. Your starting point guard going to be unavailable for over half of the games in the season that his team is going to play. That seems like a big, big problem. If I am Steve Nash, not even going to read what Steve Nash has to say about the situation if I was Steve Nash, I would be put into a bind. If I'm the GM or president of basketball operations there for Brooklyn, I would be put into a bind. Do we find a way to not have Kyrie Irving on the team? Do we keep him on the team and just have a backup who is a starter in the absence of Kyrie Irving when Kyrie Irving is not available to play based off his vaccine status? What do you do? I mean, there's no textbook. There's no kind of blueprint for dealing with things like this. If there's an injury, yeah, there, there, you figure things out on the fly. But you have kind of some months. You have things that are moving along in a way where the NBA season does start here very, very soon. I believe the first game or games are either on the 19th or 26th. I don't have the calendar right in front of me, but something tells me the very first basketball games are on October the 19th. They will be on TNT. I believe the late game that day is the Lakers and Warriors I'm locked in. I'll be ready to go. Work schedule and everything. I will find a way to not deviate from my work schedule with your, with your boy working nights, but I will be able to, I will be watching a lot of the basketball that day there on the TNT. Kyrie Irving, I kind of like one thing that he's doing right now. Not altering or wavering of something he believes in. I mean, we have people right now, and you know how things are. ESPN, Fox, if you say something that's controversial that might put their company in a bad light, you might get suspended or you might get removed from air and you might have things happen that don't really make any sense because you're just sharing your opinion based off how things are that you currently believe. Doesn't make sense. But Kyrie Irving, I, I kind of like this, that he is sticking to what he believes in and moving forward with that, no matter what might happen to him. I mean, we can all learn from Kyrie Irving. I'm not saying you have to adopt his ideology or his beliefs. I'm just saying, 
we can learn from the things that he is currently doing right now in his life. Just believe what you believe in. No matter what anybody else says, believe what you believe in. Or if you need to alter what you believe in based off some of the things that you learn that make you alter your beliefs, so be it. Carrie Irving, I understand, buddy. I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at all. I actually applaud you. I actually am happy that you continue to stand up for what you believe. This just puts a big, big, big hindrance for what's going to happen with the Nets. As we get closer to the season, things got a little bit more interesting for the Brooklyn Nets and some things that happened there in that local area. It was recently announced that the Brooklyn Nets practice facility is a private place of employment so Kyrie Irving can practice, but he can't play. This is where things get a little bit more tricky. I understand there's going to be 18 to 20,000 people there in Barclays Arena. I get it. I understand it. But to deem one private and the other public, even though the same people are there running and operating said operation, that gets a little bit tricky. What do you want to do? If you want Kyrie Irving to put a mask on on the sidelines when he's not playing, so be it. But to deem one private and one public, to me, that makes a big, big, big difference. And it puts a little bit more of a difference on Steve Nash's shoulders. And he has to figure out, well, I want to practice with Kyrie. I don't want to lose Kyrie. You're probably only going to get Kyrie for 40 to 50 games anyway based off Kyrie Irving's track record. You hope you get him for all 82 if you're able to get him for all 82 health-wise, mental-wise, all of those things. But we know Kyrie Irving's track record you're probably not going to get him for all 82 games. This situation here is very tricky. This situation here is not one that you want to have to deal with about a week and a half before or less than a week before the season starts for the National Basketball Association. But you're professional. One thing professionals have to do is figure it out. You at your job, you got to figure it out. Me at my job, I got to figure it out. Me with hosting these podcasts that you bet your boy host. You got to figure it out. If you want to get a guest, you got to figure some things out. If you want to if you want to um, do something special, do a little something that's outside of the norm for you, you got to figure it out. There's so many different things you got to figure out. And Steve Nash, second year as a coach in the NBA, you got to figure it out. It's going to suck. It's not going to be fun. You may think you're going to have Kyrie, and you might not have Kyrie for whatever reason because New York is not the only place that has vaccine mandates. Remember, the Brooklyn Nets have to go to Toronto, and Canada has been super, super, super tight in regards to the COVID. I talk to people. I talk to a person, not people. That's plural. I talk to a person that lives in Canada, and I get feedback from them about their local rules all the time. Steve Nash, unfortunately, you got to figure it out. I do think, however, that things will be A-OK for the Brooklyn Nets. You got James Harden. You got KD. They got so much firepower defensively they'll figure it out I do believe and I do think the Brooklyn Nets in year two of this big three boy oh boy they'll be a tough team to play every single night you know when I put this show together and I put together the sequence of events for today's show I did not realize not once the order of events about the players are going to talk about from Kyrie Irving, the NBA, and the COVID, to Ben Simmons, two players 
that have been some type of a headache at times for their teams, but two players that their teams want to play for them. Kyrie Irving, a different story than Ben Simmons. Kyrie Irving has been a headache for the Brooklyn Nets and other teams that he has played on. Ben Simmons has not played in the ways that people think he should play down the stretch and during crucial moments of the games, even with him not being a shooter on the outside, more mental than physical. I do think Ben Simmons can be a shooter in the NBA or be a, have a decent or an okay jump shot if he just took them and gained the confidence in the game that he has in the summer and in practice during the offseason. I did not think we were going to see Ben Simmons playing basketball for the 76ers this season. He took more of an Aaron Rodgers route. I'm going to demand some things from you. I don't want to be there. Y'all ain't helping me out. Y'all aren't doing me right. I don't want to be there with you. But when you look at things a little bit deeper, the Aaron Rodgers route, yes, it was a route for him, and he thought it would work out, but what happened? He, report, he reported back to the team, and he got some rust off early in the season because, well, when you don't get preseason reps or training camp practice reps, you kind of got to figure out, I'm going to make some mistakes with game one, game two, but I won't make game three, game four, and we're seeing that right now. When it comes to Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons says, I'm going to leave. I don't want to be there ever again. When you lose that kind of money, you might change your mind. And it sure looks like Ben Simmons, Doc Rivers, the talks between Ben Simmons uh, representatives and the high brass there for the 76ers, talks are progressing. It looks like things might be, might be moving in a way that I didn't see happening. I'm sure many of you didn't see happening either. But once again, we're seeing something interesting right now. When you use the Aaron Rodgers route to go out and try to get what you want and demand some things from your current employer, yeah, you might be successful, a little successful at times, but at the end of the day, you want that paycheck. And if they can't move you, if they can't trade you, you might go back to get that paycheck. Now, your paycheck, a different size than his paycheck, my paycheck, different size than his paycheck. When you lose out on a paycheck or a couple paychecks or $8 million, you might go back to the source of that paycheck because Losing that amount of money is not fun. And losing that amount of money or a portion of that down the road, that ain't fun either. Ben Simmons, you're an amazing talent. I love watching you play. Young man, play the basketball. Show everyone what you can do. Find a way to get some more confidence on the basketball court in ways that you struggle. Why? Because if you add one or two traits or qualities to your game, man, oh my goodness. Who gonna stop you, sir? Who is going to stop you? Ben Simmons, 76ers. I'm excited for the season. I'm excited to see him potentially play for the 76ers once again as the season inches closer to starting. Let's get our popcorn ready because this NBA season will be a lot of fun to watch. The Kyrie Irving saga, the Ben Simmons saga, and so many other things going on right now in the National Basketball Association. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Jay Stevens Podcast. If you enjoyed what you listened to, please head to Apple Podcast, leave a five-star rating and a comment and review. It is greatly appreciated. You can follow me on Twitter at jstevens07. Also send all of the emails to jstevenspond at gmail.com. This has been episode 226 of the Jay Stevens Podcast. I will see you next time.